0: On April 20th of 1999, one of the worst school shootings in American history occurred at Columbine High School in Columbine, Colorado. Two 12th graders named Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold would take the lives of 12 students, one teacher, and then take their own lives. This event would shake the world to its core, creating a moral panic around what youth were consuming whether it was books, movies, games, music. The world feared young people in a way that had never been seen before. Just the fact that I can say the word Columbine and your mind automatically goes to the shooting is a testament to how powerful the tragedy was. There was so much concern surrounding the shooting that it had an effect on everything from gun culture and gun control in America, to concerns over bullying and disenfranchised youth, to pharmaceutical antidepressants being used by teens, the internet literally everything felt the effect of Columbine. I remember being really young when hearing about the Columbine shooting and always having it in the back of my head when I was going to high school and obviously over the years we remember things like Stoneman Douglas, Parkland, Virginia Tech, Sandy Hook, Rob. Way too many to count. But back in the early 2000s the media circus was surrounding Columbine. Films that were made around the shooting included the documentary Bowling for Columbine, most famously by Michael Moore and Elephant by Gus Van Sant, but the film we're discussing today is the 2003 found footage independent film called Zero Day, directed by Ben Coccio. It won several awards, and personally it had a huge effect on me when I first saw it. So today on The Media Well, we're discussing Zero Day. Who are the film's creators? What was the film's reception? And where is everybody now? So join me today on The Media Well. Let's do it. So director Ben Coccio graduated from Rhode Island School of Design back in 1997 and began his career in film with a short film titled 545 AM, released in 2000. Just a year prior, he'd been sitting in a pizzeria watching a TV and seeing the extensive coverage around the Columbine shooting, and he remembered thinking that he was shocked that the shooting didn't occur sooner. He was intrigued by the extent that the shooters were willing to go to to plan a shooting slash bombing and as information began coming out over the years he started sort of piecing together the story and developing his own theory as to why they did what they did the popular narrative that was spun in the media that made the most sense was that bullied teens made to feel inferior committed these mass shootings but cochio thought along with other psychologists, but, you know, Kochio's thought process was that the, it was the opposite. The, the ones who feel superior and feel intellectually above everybody else tend to commit these acts. And the fact that they can play God, decide who lives and who dies, is an intriguing idea to somebody like that. And so with this, the idea of Zero Day was born. Casting for the movie took place in high schools throughout Connecticut, searching for the main two characters resembling the Columbine shooters. Andre Kuke would attend an audition with his friend Cal Robertson, both of which had acting chops from Shakespeare productions, uh, and they would both get cast as Andre Kriegman and Cal Gabriel. Apparently finding a place to film was pretty difficult, not being allowed access to numerous high schools in the area, but then they would eventually land on a university building in New York. So the movie itself is shown in a found footage style. Uh, Andre and Cal it shows their home lives, how their plan to commit the shooting kind of unfolds, the emotional turmoil that goes along with it up until its unfortunate end. It's called Zero Day because they're dead set on committing the shooting the first day that it's zero degrees outside but that doesn't eventually end up working out and they just decide on a date. I personally find the movie so amazing for what it is for a couple reasons. The first one being that the acting is surprisingly solid and very convincing. Like they couldn't have picked two more perfect people to play these roles. The the second thing is that the storyline, the way it's kind of weaved together does not make you it doesn't make you sympathize with these dudes. Their parents love them, their families are functional, they have friends. It just feels real. You can see Andre and Cal kind of both grapple with the idea up until the actual shooting. Even during it, they're still grappling with what they're doing with the dialogue. Like, you know, tying it back to the acting part, it's just so convincing. From the first scene where they're standing in front of the school with the camera set up, and they're talking about they're talking about the shooting and how much they hate it, up until they're loading their weapons right before the shooting they just get so much less sure and so much less optimistic about the task at hand. And I think they're kind of both, you can kind of see that they're, that they know they're not going to cut. like the plan is that they're going to come out of this and drive away and go from city to city and do the same thing. But then, you know, Cal already through, through one of his many periodic soliloquies throughout the movie, he knows that he's going to die. Andre wasn't quite convinced, but he knew he was gonna die. And you can see it in his eyes that he's literally convincing himself over and over that what they're doing is right, and he just gets more and more unhinged. It's just such a great movie. The shooting scene itself is probably the most difficult thing to watch out of all of it. Uh you know, for an independent film that was shot for twenty thousand dollars, it's very bleak. You know, it's shown from So what happens is they load their weapons in the car, they set the camera up on their windshield, and they run away. And then it cuts to security camera-style footage. You know, the screaming, the bodies, the shouting at the students that they're killing, people begging for their lives, down to them taking their own lives. It's all shown very clearly in a very grisly fashion. It's almost to a T. Very, like I said, very, very tough to watch. And I, I remember it actually being so convincing that it was being passed around online as the quote, real Columbine shooting security camera footage at some point. Anyways, overall, I feel like it was a great movie. Uh, a great first feature film by Ben Coccio. And, you know, so that was my opinion. What did everybody else think? So another interesting component about Zero Day's release is that the movie had a companion piece taking the form of a website, displaying police reporting by the fictional Essex County Sheriff's Department, describing the details of the massacre that took place in the movie, including timelines, maps, audio clips of 911 calls, names of the fictional deceased, and security camera footage. It was said on the website that the film itself were, quote, the zero-day tapes given to an amateur filmmaker friend of theirs. The idea was to put across that the film was real. Zero Day got positive reviews upon release from critics and audiences, though it was a financial flop making around $8,400 against the 20 k that it took to make it. It won many awards as well in 2003 from the Atlanta Film Festival, Boston Underground Film Festival, Florida Film Festival, Slam Dunk Film Festival, and so on. So where are the creators? Ben Cochio would direct The Beginner in 2010, also featuring Cal Robertson, which saw limited success, and he co-wrote The Place Beyond the Pines in 2012. His most recent work is writing for a cartoon series called Ballmasters 9009 up until about 2020. Andre Cuke would not continue to act in film post release, but he began a social media personality. You know, he started releasing travel style videos on his YouTube channel, and he recently released a short film on his YouTube channel called DST. Uh, Cal Robertson, who played Cal Gabriel, had a more extensive career in film post-Zero Day, being in a few short films, appeared on an episode of The Sopranos, an episode of White Collar, as well as he has cinematography credits for a few short films and feature lengths up until 2016. His most recent IMDb credit is in the sound department for a documentary called Ashland, set to release in 2023. Zero Day, I believe, is a bit of an underrated movie, surrounding one of the worst events in American history from a found footage perspective. I feel that the movie was, you know, thoughtful and, you know, though the topic is sensitive there's an argument that can be made of course about the movie being distasteful bit of a callback to my episode about Monster the Jeffrey Dahmer story but I personally feel that this is different because they did everything they could while making the film to portray Andre and Cal, the shooters as the problem not people to be celebrated or glorified or sympathized with there was no romanticizing at all, in fact it's tough to watch And if anything, it helps sympathize with the families, the families of the victims, the families of the shooters, and, you know, the victims themselves more so. Because when it came to Columbine, we truly will never have all the answers. And this was Ben Coccio's attempt at, maybe from a younger person's perspective, finding reasoning for why such mass shootings occur. Anyways, thank you all for listening to my episode about Zero Day whole movie is available on youtube for your viewing pleasure let me know what you thought of it in the question box below please rate the podcast when you get a chance there's a bit of a star system on spotify there and uh yeah just take care of yourselves have a great rest of your week thank you for joining me on the media well